Welcome to the Healing Center Conversations podcast, where we create space for conversations that heal. I'm your host, Dr. Byron McClure, a nationally certified school psychologist. I, along with our special guests, will give you insight to promote collective healing by putting people first. Through weekly conversations with educators, psychologists, and healers, we'll discuss ways to heal, thrive, and live your best life. This is the Healing Center Conversations Podcast. Welcome to the Healing Center Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Byron McClure. We have a very special guest in the building today, Dr. Erlanger Turner. He is a licensed psychologist, author, consultant, and university professor in L.A. He recently founded Therapy for Black Kids, and I can't wait to have a discussion about that. Um, he's a media psychologist. Uh, he often contributes as a mental health media expert for outlets such as Oprah Magazine, and he's very well accomplished. I'm getting to know him, and it's good to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here and, and join on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so for those who, who might not know or be familiar, who is Dr. Turner? Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a psychologist. I'm a psychology professor here, California. But I think on a personal level, I would consider myself to be a renaissance man. I have many different talents, <laughs> some that people don't see. Um, but I'm very uh, loyal. I'm a complex person. I'm also passionate about uh, mental health awareness and helping youth thrive. Man, that's amazing. What? Go a little bit deeper into what makes you a renaissance man. I want to hear that. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things. So I think, you know, I I have this artistic side to me that some people don't see. I I, I grew up in the band and so I, I played a musical instrument. Um I don't I'm not as great as I used to be with playing. I played the trumpet, but I also like I write poetry. Um there's a little bit of dancing, you know, from time to time in terms of my self-care. Um I also like to run. So I, I've been doing um half marathons for a couple of years now. So there's a lot of things that I do. And some some of this obviously, you know, I share for people that are connected with, with me on social media. Yeah, and we're gonna get into uh the dancing a little bit and TikTok uh, <laughs> a little bit later, but we'll we'll save that for a little bit later in the episode. Now I want to jump right into it because you are the founder of Therapy for Black Kids, which is sensational. Can you share a little bit about what was the inspiration behind this platform? And just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, I founded Therapy for Black Kids formally last year in, in 2021, but the idea came to me during the pandemic. And so what I noticed was that there were a lot of conversations around mental health and, and kids struggling in terms of being you know at home, going to school, not being able to connect with their friends. And I felt like for many Black families, Black youth were being left out of those conversations because I think there are some unique challenges that we experience in the Black community. And so I came up with this idea to create therapy for Black kids as a way to help Black families raise healthy kids in the 21st century. And so we do a variety of things, primarily engage in hosted events around mental health literacy and awareness. So we've had things around suicide awareness in the Black community autism. And we also have some mental health tech support where we help families find therapists. And so people email us and reach out to us about, you know, 
therapy services, which is great because we, we know that that's a need. So I try to help them locate someone in their community. And then our website, you know, provides additional resources and, and, and our Instagram page. We also provide some parenting tools and tips. Now, one of the things that we hear a lot is there's a stigma in the Black community when it comes to, to mental health. And I know when I when I first started in graduate school, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to get in was to break this stigma around mental health in the Black community. And I think with, you know, a number of celebrities, such as Charlemagne the God, a number of others, are really bringing a lot of attention and light to mental illness within our community and wellness for that matter. But from your perspective, why is it important to break this stigma in the Black community? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've definitely seen a lot of things change given celebrities that are talking about this. I think for me, one of the reasons I got into this field is because we know that mental health impacts a lot of communities. And so about, you know, three and four people will have some challenges related to mental health. But oftentimes we know that in the black community, it's, there's a, a under service that, that occurs and, and that their needs are not met. And part of that is due to stigma. Um, I also think that part of it is due to a lack of diversity in the field and that when they are able to connect with someone who is also Black African-American and they sort of have that personal connection, that they're more likely to have an interest in therapy, too. So I think it's sort of twofold in terms of like the stigma does still exist and remain, but we also know that there's disparities due to lack of providers. Right. And one of the things that you mentioned is that uh, your platform, you help families find therapists. And can you talk a little bit about how parents can find a good therapist, a good therapist for their child? Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of directories that exist out there. And obviously people can, you know, go on the Internet and search for providers. But I think you also need to consider like making a phone call or even just meeting that person um, one-on-one to like have a candid conversation just to learn more about the approaches to therapy and, and how they work with families. Um, because in my own experience, I've learned that when I sort of meet some Black families that have had maybe not the best experiences with therapists in the past, is that they're like fully disconnected from the therapy process. They don't know what's going on with the kids and what they're working on in terms of goals. And so I think being able to like meet with the therapist to ask those like questions, like what is your approach, you know, to therapy? What's your policy around like sharing things with me that you're working on or discussing with my kid? Do you understand or have you had experiences working with black families? I think it's a really important question to ask. And so those can be some ways that help you make that decision about is this the best person to sort of help me for my family, as opposed to just sort of working with someone just because they may be in proximity uh, to your community. Yeah. Now, Earl, can you clarify for our listeners? Because, and I saw you, I think you posted about this, but for people who might be looking for you, because you are a licensed psychologist, are you providing therapy or are you more uh, the connector piece and connecting families uh, with therapists? Right. Yeah. No, that's a great question. So I am currently not providing therapy. And so one of my challenges is I am very busy doing a lot of different things. I teach full-time in a PsyD program here in California. And so I don't really have the time to take on clients right now. I'm in the process and I, I sort of err on the side of caution of even like putting this out there into the universe because I already get a lot of requests to sort of work with me. But there may be some things coming in store in 2022. So for people that are interested, you know, just stay 
connected on social media and look at my website for more information about that. Stay tuned. You heard it here first. Some big <laughs> things coming for, for 2022. And speaking of your, your website, you talk a lot about resiliency and protective factors. What does resiliency mean to you, especially in your work and really as it relates to, to Black families in particular? Absolutely. You know, I think we talk a lot about resilience. So obviously, like it's a it's a word that we use to understand how people continue to maintain themselves emotionally and mentally and physically in the midst of challenges that they may be dealing with. And so I think for the work that I do, really understanding sort of the importance of like resiliency just doesn't happen naturally. I think there's this sort of myth, myth or whatever about the fact that, especially with kids, that they can be resilient and recover from situations. The reality is that resiliency also requires some action. And so you have to do something. And for me, teaching parents that you have to do things for yourself and for your kids to help them to overcome and, and be resilient in these challenges and be able to really thrive. And so I think a combination of being able to like cope and like manage the challenges and difficulties that you may be experiencing, but also being able to thrive and do better and well as in the midst of the things that you may have experienced in your life as well. Man, Earl, I'm happy that you mentioned thriving because I, I feel like now we're at the table, we're starting to have conversations around breaking the stigma. Folks like Issa with Insecure, they're making it popular to seek out therapy. And we're talking about it on, on social media. But I still think that there's this thing to where it's we are stuck on just the illness component of it. And when you talk about thriving, it's taking us not just past the mental illness part, but getting to a space of enjoying life. So can you talk a little bit about thriving and what that means to you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, this idea about particularly, I think when it comes to like therapy, the assumption is that you have to be like severely struggling or, or have a, a, a label or mental illness to be able to like seek that help and support. And so for me, this idea about thriving is about how do we get the tools that we need to, to cope with life so that we can reduce the likelihood that we have these sort of more stringent or problematic, you know, concerns or difficulties for us. And so I want people to realize that you can sort of navigate things and, and things are not going to be perfect. So like, obviously we've all been going through the pandemic, myself included. And there are days where you, you may struggle, but what can you do to also like make the best of that day? And so this, for me, like self-care, like what are your routines that you can integrate throughout your day and week that are sort of helping you to continue to thrive? And so for me, I think my ability to like stay active with like some physical activity, walking, you know, going outside, getting some fresh air, um, those things have helped me to not like burn out in the midst of all of these other things that I've been doing during the pandemic, which could have been really detrimental in terms of, of the amount of stress that that I've sort of potentially encountered. Absolutely. And there's so much value in, in what you just said. And you are doing so many things. One of the things that, that I see, uh, I follow you on social media, uh, especially on TikTok. And uh, I love the, the message that you're putting out there. I just want to hear from your perspective. Do you think it's beneficial or even effective for therapists and mental health providers to be providing literacy and understanding and education on social media? And talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I 
got into doing this like media psychology work during my postdoc years after I finished with my PhD and was getting you know my hours for licensure. And I was very intentional about having a presence on social media because I knew that that's a space where a lot of families are, especially I think, you know, black, black people. And so we just published a book chapter um, last year that came out around social media and, and how it can be beneficial. And one of the things that we sort of discuss is just the data in terms of the percentage of people who use social media right now. And that if we look at African-Americans or the black community, they tend to be the largest group that are using social media to access information. And so I think it's a really helpful way for us as psychologists and, and mental health providers to talk about these different types of challenges that people can experience to offer some tools, but also raise awareness about when is it appropriate for you to be able to reach out to get some support from someone who is licensed. Man, And so really, to me, that sounds like accessibility, right? Like you're making this information and knowledge accessible the way how people consume information, which is that sounds amazing to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we have to make sure that we like translate all of this stuff that we learn in our books and through science to the public because they're not going to read these journals that we published in. Man, that's a fact. And, and speaking about books and, and publishing, you have a, a new book. I think I see it behind you. Mental Health Among African-Americans, Innovations in Research and Practice. Break this down for us. Yeah. So the book actually came about several years ago um, when I started to do some workshops and trainings for therapists and psychologists and even psychiatrists that were interested in uh, working with diverse communities. And so I was doing these workshops across the country to help clinicians understand what are some things to consider when working with Black individuals. And so the idea came to me, you know, I'm doing these workshops, I can reach a limited amount of audiences in that way. And so why not you know, put it into a book where it can have a larger outreach potentially to provide some tools and information and almost like a quick guide for clinicians to understand, one, what are some of the challenges that that we sort of know in terms of working with Black individuals and Black families, but also how can we integrate, you know, culture and cultural competency and, and thinking about other sort of cultural resources like spirituality, why those things may be important to the work that we do in terms of increasing engagement. And so that's sort of the, the idea behind the book and how it can be useful. Awesome. Awesome. Now, this is a, a question. It wasn't on the script, but I'm interested to hear your perspective. This is the Healing Center Conversations podcast. What does healing mean to you? Yeah. So I think for me, healing means being able to like overcome any potential challenger or stressor. And again, this idea about thriving for me comes in, into play that you're able to thrive in the midst of that. I think that's a difference between like coping, like you're still struggling, getting through those things. But when you're healed, those things are no longer impacting you on sort of a personal individual level. And so that's what healing means to me. Amazing. Amazing. Any closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? I think, you know, one thing in terms of my work with Black families in the Black community is really understanding that for those people where spirituality and religion are important, to really recognize that you can go to church, pray, and you can also go to therapy. So they're not, you know, you can do both of those at the same time. And so I think that's a really important thing that I want people to keep in mind, sort of the benefits of connecting to those spiritual and cultural things that are important to you, but also engaging in and doing some real work and healing by working with a therapist. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your work or just stay connected? Absolutely. So you can connect with me on social media, Dr. Earl Turner on all platforms. You can also check out my website. I'm Dr. Erlanger Turner. 
erlanger.com. That's E-R-L-A-N-G-E-R-T-U-R-N-E-R.com. And you can find out more information about events that I have going on, as well as if and when I do decide to start seeing clients. Sensational. Dr. Turner, it's been a pleasure. Uh, let's, let's definitely keep in touch. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Healing Center Conversations podcast. Until next time, take care, everyone.